Welcome to As Seen on Internet, Episode 8, the show that brings you the tech news you need to know, as well as the most amazing internet we could find. My name is Ben Foster, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Amit Wadera, the man with the most amazing Twitter handle ever. <laughs> Every time I see it and stuff pop up, how did you get that? What, what is your Twitter handle? And tell us how you got it. Well, yeah, for Amit Wadera, I got um, one of the super rare um, two-letter handles. Yeah. Um, so it's AW. There's only how many of these? What's 26 times 26? Uh, 570. 570, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of these unbelievable <laughs> it's, it's funny, I always joke about there's times where I give my email address to people and it's just, you know, my first and last name. Like, well, how did you, how were you able to get that? And then it was like when I was one of the first people on Gmail, I was also very early to get to Twitter and I could have gotten my name there, but uh-huh. I didn't because I didn't think it was going to be. Yeah, but yours is still pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, kind of a fun one. With the PH, Ben Foster <laughs> with the PH, which was my first Yahoo handle. Ben P. Hoster. Be ben P. Hoster, as, as <laughs> people say. Uh, so welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk today about uh some of the amazing things we're seeing pop up on Product Hunt. We'll talk about Apple's worldwide developer content, uh, worldwide developer conference. Then we'll cover uh, changes at Twitter, as well as the latest project from Google, their latest moonshot. Uh, but first, let's start off the show with something fun. Amit, amazing internet. What was the coolest thing you saw people doing in creating this? Yeah, so um, this one we I just saw today. Um, the Utah Valley University, um, they have... Inter- What's their mascot? <laughs> that uh i have no idea <laughs> the use no i have no idea yeah. the fighting use um they introduced three new lanes across their whole campus for huh. for students to walk so they have a, a walk lane a run lane and then hilariously they have a texting lane <laughs> as well um apparently they have a huge problem <laughs> with their students texting and walking really so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so pretty pretty uh interesting there um is, is it a shame i i would feel ashamed I think walking in the text <laughs> walking lane, in right? the text lane. I think they're using it more as a creative art project versus ah, a right. permanent installation. But I think it's also to make a point um, to uh, be more present ah, right, uh, right, right. Uh, in your in your daily activities. What if you're a biker? You're screwed. Ooh. Well, this was around <laughs> steps, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that might be a little difficult for bikers. <laughs> what did you find, Ben? I I remember when my wife and I were first. Uh, we're buying our car a couple years ago, right before the birth of our second kid. We were sitting in the car dealership waiting for all the paperwork to be done. And I'll f- never forget that experience because we were just playing draw something back and forth. Remember, yeah, yeah. remember draw something, the yeah, game yeah. where you so get a clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think they, I remember the company being oh, sold for a whole bunch or whatever, but, um, yeah, it was the game where you would get a, it, charades and you would get, um, you know, you had to draw it out for somebody else. It was really fun because it would, you know, match you up with somebody online to play with. But then, like some people would just try to boost their score and right. they like write out what you were trying to, to guess or whatever. But right. I, I'll never forget that playing that with my wife and it was insanely popular and it just came to Facebook. So now Facebook Messenger has this. Uh, it, it's, 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 are they calling it draw something or they're just, uh, they're calling it something else, I think. But, um, it, they're just, um, it, it's a fun, fun way I think to it's Messenger very useful. to draw, draw something. Yeah. I think there's people that are going to install this or install Messenger, yeah. which a lot of people have resisted simply for the fact, uh, uh, they can play it on there. I think Messenger is getting extremely yeah. popular, like with the younger generation, the millennials, um, maybe even Generation Z. Kids these um, days. The kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're making us huge push yeah. um, into that that internet messaging yeah. space. Uh, it's really exciting to see. One thing I didn't, when I got my, my Galaxy S6, I, I had remembered on my Nexus, my old one, that I had had to install Messenger separate, 
But on this one, as I'm showing a minute right now, it's it's working like natively within my really? app. Yeah, which is weird. I I don't know if it was like a Samsung thing that they put on huh. there or, or or whatever it was, but I'm not complaining. I don't okay. downloads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that was nice on it. Um, so we wanted to introduce a new segment uh, that we're going to cover every every single time we record the show. And it's been blowing my mind how influential uh, this particular site is. It's called Product Hunt. We talked about it before. Friendly reminder again, ProductHunt.com. They even have a Chrome extension. I've set whenever I open up a new tab in Chrome, bam, I'm seeing all the new, all yeah, the new stuff that's here. out it's there. It's really cool. <laughs> it's I've, man, I've just found so much cool stuff on yeah. this. Just like all this cool stuff, and it's you know it's neat because only influencers can submit it's not like reddit so it is kind of curated in a sense although i did see a product hunt this week where non-invited people can kind of like go (laughs) talk about it which is funny on there so we wanted to introduce a new segment the the product hunt uh the best product hunt we've seen um so uh, i'll start off here um the coolest one i saw so um i i I am obsessed uh uh, with car safety and, and, and all the things we can do to make cars safer and what you can do to make cars safer is make people safer. And we all know that distracted driving while you're on your phone, as amazing as these devices are, is one of the worst things you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, horribly, horribly bad thing. So, I, I, you know, I remember you see people trying to solve this all the time. What are the ways they can do it? And a lot of times I feel like they came at it with the negative, like yeah. the, the punishment side of things, yeah, right? Yeah. Economics teaches you anything. It's people respond to incentives, right? So why not put a positive incentive on this. And, and this is what this company did. Uh, the company is called Safe Drive. Uh, the website is getsafedrive.com. Uh, so it's Safe Drive. It's an app for both iOS and iPhone. And what this does is uh, you turn it on, and then once your car reaches a certain speed, you start getting points. You get points on there, and they sort of rack up. How do you, how do you think it figures out how fast you're guessing, it like the gyroscope maybe i'm guessing phone? gps or GPS. yeah because i think like wave and ways and maps have figured it out right okay. but I, yeah, google always seems to know when i'm i'm in the car but maybe it's gyroscope maybe i'm guessing it's gps like okay. they're figuring you're moving at a certain speed because they're keeping mm-hmm. it up to date uh enough that's going on there um so once you start moving at this speed you start earning points all right and then there's a release screen on there. They keep it really, really boring and simple so that you're not distracted by it. But in case you needed to do something, uh, or, or more importantly, maybe the person, the passenger in your car needed to do something on your phone, uh, you can release it. You press that release button, you lose all the points you accumulated. Hmm. Um, so they kind of like double check that you do it. Hope you press the no button so that you can continue to drive safe. So when your speed um, slows down, when you when you come to a stop again, uh, it, it shows the number of points you earn, and then you arrive, you, you turn it off, uh, those points are added added to your account. So it's this crazy way to get people to do it. And it's just like that that reminder. There's times, you know, I'm so tempted to just like throw my phone in the back seat just so <laughs> it's nowhere near me, you know, and, and like trying to sh- show my kids good behavior, good driving behavior too that's on there. So points are well and good are they like magical internet points or what do we, what do we do with the points? <laughs> it is more important than reddit karma it is uh, <laughs> it is actual no, they are they are actual points that go on there the points what, what i think is really smart is that they're doing a call for brands for companies for things in the marketplace to be rewarded by so from what yeah. i could tell on there and i think it's really hyper local too so it doesn't have to be a national player that can go do this. You mm-hmm. could buy it to, you know, your, your mom and pop donut store uh, across the street that goes on there. So they're looking for points before it. It's, um, you know, obviously 
a huge way for anyone to get involved in, in, in car safety and the, the need we have to stripe out texting while driving. Um, and it's going to be cool to see kind of what brands are on there to do. Yeah. And then like, what is it like, what's it take to get something of value? Right. Yeah, like, and, yeah. and maybe what I'm hoping happens for this is that because this is such an important cause, brands, companies start trying to outbid each other for for the right to do points, right? Somebody's given a five dollar coupon, but the other brand wants it more. They'll give ten dollars, yeah, for the same amount of points to to go to there. So, um, if I could urge all of you once again, I'm going to say URL is get getsafedrive.com. Uh, I downloaded it, although I don't drive very much at all. Uh, every time I, I will, and I'll report you it know later. The best on. reward for that is going to be a discount on your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if they I could easily see an insurance company oh buying this buying this company up. Yeah, or maybe just an API to plug in there, yeah, right? They just license that out. Oh my gosh, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Cool. Uh, Amit, best product hunt you saw? Um, th- this I found a couple weeks ago. Um, it's called MakerBook. MakerBook, um, MakerBook and, just MakerBook.com? Yeah, just MakerBook.com. Um, it's um, for all of the, the creatives in in the in our network and outside of our network. Um, it's a, a hand-picked directory of the best free resources for creative. Huh. So um, anything from photography to fonts, textures, colors, graphics, videos. Oh, wow. um, we shared it internally with, with our StoryWorks team and, um, you know, just, you know, gave them a, a, a cool little thing to, to look at. And, um, you know, we got a reply back um, that they've already used it like three or four times. Wow. Um, those resources in, in client, um, in client work already. So, Pretty cool. Awesome. Take a look. Um, even I've used it just a couple of times yeah. in just creating presentations and stuff. So. Yeah, the amount of presentations you see <laughs> that are just overrun with copyright material. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. See, look how look how valuable product is, guys. We've uh, we've saved you money and possibly saved your life today. This is absolutely <laughs> a, a fantastic site. Uh, another one that was cool on there that I saw is called Hydrate Me, and it's it's spelled like this: H I. D-R-A-T-E, Hydrate Me. Hydrate Me is a smart water bottle, right? It's the, it's the Apple Watch. Everything's, for, <laughs> everything's a smart, smart right? something these days. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the, it's the Apple Watch for water bottles, I suppose. It's got to be the something <laughs> for something, right? So um, what Hydrate uh, Me does is a water bottle uh, equipped with Bluetooth, and it has a sensor that communicates with your phone that tracks how much water you drink and kind of syncs that uh, over to an app on the phone. Um, so this kind of tells you how much water you drink out of it. So it can tell when you're filling it up or not. And it just keeps tracking that all the time and water being obviously so critically important and you know, none of us drink enough, uh, to go on there. This was a really, really uh, cool thing that comes on there. A smart water bottle that can track your, your hydration. So does it basically try to get you to drink like eight glasses a day? Yeah. Well, I think it's, I, I think it's actually customized. It was funny. One of the screenshots say, uh, it's the app saying, um, you know, don't hate me for, a- I'm paraphrasing, it was something like, don't hate me for asking this, but I got to know how much you weigh. Because that eight <laughs> glasses thing, that's great, but there's obviously a high variance sure. in weights. So it, it's nice that it's going to be kind of customized uh, for that, which would be, you know, it's great for, for all these bigger health apps and stuff too. Something that actually can measure the intake. You can't measure food intake, caloric intake, but you know, this is something you actually can manage. As that's long as cool. you don't fill it up with um, some sugary sweet drink or something like that um and the the last one um that i found um it's called spotify taste rewind (laughs) um so spotify dash taste rewind.com um this is this one's kind of cool do you use spotify i yes i do um i used it mainly 
I, I had the paid subscription. I just canceled the paid going only. Okay. I had I was doing play music by Google and then okay. also Spotify and just decided I still want Spotify. The big thing was my playlist. I can't get sure. my playlist out of Spotify. Oh, okay. And think about like the amount of energy and thought that goes into creating a playlist. That's almost like intellectual property that I feel that I've created my mm-hmm. best eighties dance song, <laughs> um, but I can't get it out of there. So I'm saving it for there. Yeah. So on this one, um, what Spotify does, it looks at your current Spotify playlist. Um, and then it asks you to choose three of your favorite artists. Uh-huh. So this part was a little bit tedious to try to like, cause it only gives you like eight options at yeah. a time. So like you yeah. may have to cycle through a lot. Anyways, once you pick three of your favorite artists, like current artists, um, it generates a customized playlist for you, um, uh-huh. going all the way back into the sixties or seventies. Yeah. So for each decade, it gives you a customized playlist and it says, okay, it gives you kind of like a little preview on the site. And then it says, get more of this playlist. And then you click a button and then it creates a customized huh. playlist for you on Spotify. Huh. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool to see. Did it just it? exposes you. The... Yeah. Well, I'm a big nineties guy. Yeah. I'm stuck in the 90s. Um, <laughs> but when I did it, it exposed me to so many different artists that I didn't listen to yeah. in the 90s. Oh, and I started right. listening to it for, you know, 15, 30 minutes and actually liked a lot of the music that it was recommended. Yeah. So um, I have to check it out more, look maybe a little bit further back because I kind of like some of the music in the 60s and 70s as yeah. well and getting more exposed to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a cool way to get some curated music. It's crazy. The, you know, I said I canceled my Spotify subscription, and the reason for that um, it was funny because it was they keep touting the amount of songs these people have on there, the millions of songs or whatever <laughs> it is. The big reason I stuck with Google is their um, playlist. I, I think it was from the acquisition of Songza that they made um, that predicts what type of music you want is absolutely killing it for me right mm-hmm. now. Like it's it's just naming everything, kind of what you were saying here. Where they pick the three artists and it makes your own playlist. Right. It's that, and I, you know, I was talking about not bringing able to bring my own playlist out of there. That is going to be, it's not going to be the number of songs you can get on this. It's how well you can recommend stuff from the millions of songs, right? right. There's no exactly. greater feeling than discovering a song you've never heard of and being in love with it. That's yeah. like a great accomplishment, but it takes so much work. So hopefully the machines can solve all this. Right? <laughs> great. Now on to the news. The big news uh, the past few weeks was Apple's WWDC, or Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Now, this is similar to the Google I.O. keynote we covered. It's where they bring all their developers, uh, the people that are responsible for creating the apps that drive their ecosystem together, uh, and announce a bunch of new products. Uh, it's great that Apple can do this on such a large scale. Don't have to rely on, on other things to do it. And there were, you know, much like the Google I.O. one, there were three, I think, really interesting developments that came out of there. What... I found was the most interesting just in the way our business uh, thinks about the news and recommendations is they're, what they're calling Apple News. And this is uh, being built right into iOS 9. Uh, is going to be, uh, some people were calling it the Flipboard replacement, so the, replacing that app Flipboard. But they are going to start recommending news stories for you to read and start being able to curate that, that custom kind of news uh, uh, story that goes out there. The so, user interface of, of the Newsfeed app looked beautiful, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Just the way that they were able to integrate photos, text, video all together. It seemed really fast and seamless yeah. in the videos. You know, We'll see how it performs yeah. in, in real life. But uh, and the, the stories are going to load up native within news right it's not going to click over to safari or chrome yeah, or anything yeah, like that so it's app. funny how many apps are 
really bringing the browser like right into yeah. uh, Facebook, Twitter, all, everybody's doing it like that. Um, what, what is interesting about it, and you know, I sh- we talked a couple weeks ago on the show how you can see the thing in Facebook, uh, in your newsfeed settings, you can see who's showing up the most, right? And for me, it was all these tech stories and then one human being. Um, so in there, like if they are able to create a more valuable news source, this could be not a Facebook killer because nothing's going to kill Facebook, but it could be <laughs> a big threat to, to companies like Twitter and Facebook who, you know, I go to for the news. Um, so what's really interesting is that 9to5Mac uh, discovered that they are putting job postings out there for a human editor. Hmm. You think about Google News, they curated this all through RSS and the, the machine solved our problems. Uh, Facebook is, you know, recommending stuff through on there, but they have job postings out there uh, for human editors uh, to, to do things on there. And some of the interesting stuff uh, in that in that job posting uh, was just about how, you know, you would work with editors and you would work with people to kind of figure out what goes on there. So hmm. I don't think the machines have solved uh, the problem that we have of what content is going to be interesting. So huge for these human editors to be there. But how do you feel about you know, if they're calling this news too, right? Like your news yeah. is being given to given you. To yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, you know, how, how much of it is, do you want your news personalized to you? Mm-hmm. If you're interested in tech and international and, you know, uh, money yeah. uh, and investing, you know, is Apple's curated newsfeed going to be satisfactory to you? Yeah. Um, or are you really just interested in, you know, 29 funny things that cats say, nah, exactly, or, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Buzzfeed uh, type <laughs> of content. Um, so, I mean, I think that's kind of the, you know, it is, is Apple thinking too highly of themselves that they, that they know <laughs> not Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course they wouldn't do that. Um, but you know, do they know kind of what you are interested in reading yeah. versus kind of maybe taking a bit of a hybrid approach yep. as well. Yep. It's going to be great. I hope they have all the stuff in place that like Google and, and Facebook obviously do to collect that data, to get that. You know, we are who we click in a way, right? Those stories we read are, are, are kind of make up who we are. So anytime we can make the world a better place in terms of personalization, that's great. I'm really hoping that it, it you know, doesn't avoid the news that's hard to read, that mm-hmm. is more important to read right. um, in, in, in favor of, uh, celebrity and celebrity cat related news um, that, that we get some hard things that go out. I there. hope they I hope they take a, at least a stance of providing something different yeah. than you know what you can get from CNN or what you can yeah. get from any other news service. Yeah. Um, because those are really a dime a dozen. Yep. Um, so if they can provide something that's unique to it, yep. I think they'll have a lot of success. Yep. With and it. just I don't know what the iPhone installed bases but i do know that it is a very highly valuable demographic and it is huge think of the values to the publishers it's like what is that if they have you log in and there's like those top three stories mm-hmm. can you imagine how much money is <laughs> on the line of being a recommended story that day yeah. like say five outlets cover the same story whoever shows up in that apple news thing is going to get they're going to get millions and yeah. millions of people reading and, and plus all the shares and everything that results from that yeah. so <laughs> it's, it's a job posting Apple had. That's a high-profile job. The amount of money you're going to be based on just Apple's installed base. They'll look at it even from a revenue perspective, like just uh, to share, to be placed in kind of the the top uh, top recommended, right. You know, news outlet. Like, is it almost like a paid? So then, does ad? it become news? Right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's <sighs> you know, a good like point. if you're, you know, if somebody's paying to get in there, 
Ugh, 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 this is not, this is a sticky one. I have 31 things that cats do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's Apple. They're going to get it right. They're, they're really good at design. Um, I just, some things to go out there. So what is the impact to you, uh, marketer, to you, person we work with? Uh, what I would recommend, and in, in, in a minute would love to hear your thoughts on this, what I would recommend is that you install it and try it. Even if you're an Android fogey like me that insists <laughs> on only using Android, I'm going to play with this on our the iPads we have at home. You have to learn why these things are coming up. If you're creating content for your client, for for a company, you have to understand how these things are working. Right. It, there's so much content that comes out there every single second that we have to understand how these algorithms are, are working. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting that you said, you know, this is, could this be a flipboard replacement? Yeah. Um, and, and kind of. Flipboard's still a thing. I, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if flipboard is still a thing. I mean, it was really, it was hot there for a couple yeah. of years. It was the um, very first iPad app I remember ever using. Yeah. Same, flipboard. same here. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing I think about this is depending, you know, seeing how beautiful the newsfeed looked, yeah. um, it kind of makes that case of a giant iPad coming down the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is is that 15-inch, 20-inch iPad going to, you know, be coming down the docket pretty soon? Because yeah. well, it's going to be, I can just see it right now, you know, Saturday morning, I want to read the newspaper, I'm going to get my big iPad, yeah. and I'm going to get this beautiful newsfeed, you yeah. know. I could easily see it kind of almost replacing a newspaper. You yeah, know? it's well cool. on the way. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Amit, what other news did you see coming out of WWDC? So one of the other big things that they announced was um, the launch of a streaming music service. And Apple, welcome to um, like five to seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love how every single every single media outlet was talking about the joke from Silicon Valley where one of their investors put radio on the internet. <laughs> and this dude was kind of like a, kind of like a, a jerk investor type character. And he keeps reminding the, the people at the startup and in the show about how he put radio on the internet. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing, right? But yeah, I kind of like that. But this is through, uh, through, through beats, right? Yeah. So, um, this is through their, their recent beats acquisition. Um, uh, it's called beats one. Um, so they have, they have two, two, services going on over here. Okay. So they have a um, a music streaming service um, where you have access to 30 million um, songs like through a iTunes. Spotify, like, like a Google. Just Spotify. like a Spotify, gotcha. just like Google. Um, and it's going to be $9.95 a month. So you have basically access to like almost their entire Which is a catalog. big move for the company that put digital music on the app at yeah. 99 cents, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they also have a 24-hour... Um, radio station that they're launching um, on the me- internet on the on the internet. So you did. <laughs> they literally put the radio on the internet. Yeah. Um, do you remember who the who the DJ was? They was so the the quote from this is TechCrunch uh, reporting. The quote. This is great. Um, Apple's Jimmy Iovine uh, announced it um, at WWDC, and here here's how he did it. Allow, please allow me to do my best, Jimmy Iovine. I think this is what he sounds like. <laughs> he says, uh, Trent Reznor calls me up. He says, I got it. Let's create the world's first 24-7 station. Um, broadcast from three cities, not based on algorithms, not based on drum beats. A station that has only one master, music itself. And I said, why do artists have the craziest ideas that are so hard to execute? But wait a second. That's why we're at Apple. 
<laughs> and probably 48 million Apple fanboy screams. Sorry, to- <laughs> I'm coming down hard on Apple. But, uh, this could be super, super cool. Right? It could be cool. I mean, let's see. I mean, the, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have DJs. Oh, here's basically. your DJs. Radio 1 DJ Zane Lowe from L.A. DJs Ebro Darden in New York. And Julia Adenuga in London. Okay. Are the three. So, I don't know. New York, London, LA. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have these, these DJs basically, again, curating the music that we're going to be listening to. Yeah. So, you know, in the, the rise of the, the Pandoras and the Google Musics, like, or the Google Plays, you know, where the users have had that control the whole time to yeah. say, yep, I like this. No, I don't. You know, is this, is this a move where, people are going to be turned on or turned yeah. off by the type of music that Apple is recommending. Yep, yep. Two different strategies from, from Google and from Apple. Google is put your trust in the machines, put your mm-hmm. trust in the algorithm, right? It talked about that song's algorithm, how great it is. What Apple is doing uh, with both this and you can compare it to news is put your trust in the human. And you know what? If there's any company that has nailed expert curation expert design mm-hmm. we're going to tell you what you want and you're going to want it it's yeah. apple right yeah. going all the way back i mean everything they've done <laughs> in the past 15 20 years is, is they've just nailed um so they could do it for this too right yeah. like if they get the right people involved on there it, it could be really great so this is a play to get more people to sign up for the music subscription service yeah, yep. definitely, yep. definitely. yeah because they're gonna everything's it's much to the record company's chagrin everything's going that way so yeah. they got to get in there kind of now Ben, what was the last thing that you saw? Yeah, one final thing. This was um, act uh, what they're calling Apple's proactive assistant. Kind of wish they had a more Apple-y name than that. But <laughs> Apple's proactive uh, dis- assistant is similar to what Google Now is doing. Uh, your iOS device will anticipate what you want based on where you are, the time of the day, kind of what you what you have open here. And so this is very like uh, you know predicting you need driving instructions because you knows you're going home at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh you're gonna have you have an app ordered for pizzas kind of kind of predicting uh stuff stuff like that the one thing that they're doing and i think the reason they announced this was not because the proactive assistant is any way shape or form breakthrough but they are playing up privacy what they keep saying over and over again is all the proactive assistant data stays anonymous and on your device not mm-hmm. in the cloud Going back to what we were just talking about. It's a big difference between kind of the way Google is doing it, where they're basically collecting everyone's data and making better recommendations out of it. The machines are making better recommendations. Yep. Um, This is, you know, to all the privacy uh, fanatics out there, this is, you know, what you're doing and what you're searching for is very much your own in this case. Yep. Um, or so they say. This, inter- I, this week's um, this week in tech podcast was talking about privacy and stuff, and we all really care about privacy, blah blah blah. But nobody's really been able to kind of like monetize it because no one wants to pay for privacy. It's just <laughs> something we care about and demand. So it's a really interesting uh, play by Apple uh, that, that we'll see uh, what's going on with that. Interesting that both Google and Apple basically came out with a very similar service. Yeah. Um, within weeks of each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we're moving towards, I mean, we're moving towards the place where all the innovation's kind of been done. And um, there's an article uh, that I read probably about three times on Wired called The Perfect Operating System, where it's just like, we've got it. You know, like it's it's to the point where we're getting this. It's all going to be kind of there in streamlined and might come down to a battle of the hardware now. <laughs> Great. So breaking news. What, what's going on right now? So um, as we speak, as we record, so Nest um, is currently holding a press 
uh, press event um, right now um, on a couple of uh, new items that they're that they're launching. And Nest, um, if you remember, they were purchased by Google um, a couple of years ago, and they make these smart thermostats. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have one? I I want one. I love it. Whenever yeah. we're gonna move, I want one in I my house. One, so. that's, that's the one thing that I have. You have one. I have. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it work? Okay, so it uh, the Nest thermostat. Um, Replaces your existing thermostat, connects to your Wi-Fi network, uh, and then, you know, moves, you set the temperature. It gets really smart. Uh, it, you can set it, don't, you know, when I'm away, don't ever let it go above this or below this. And then it starts to know when you get home. And it, it knows this because... You're walking past yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't walk past it and then it won't pop on. It goes, okay, obviously I know they're not there. Right. And so they'll set it to automatic off. You can also set it up manually in the schedule. Um, you can turn it on, turn it off. It just, it gets so smart over time. Just that, like, the first couple of weeks it was kind of, eh, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was funny as we were going to buy the house, I would see people in their MLS listings put that they had a Nest thermostat in Oh, there. really? It's a, it's a, I mean, it's 250 bucks. It's not cheap in any sense right. of the word. But in the grand scheme of houses, that's... Pretty unique. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, I love it. So they're, they're, they're coming out. That's what they their their big flagship problem yeah. product was. So they also bought um, a company called Dropcam yep. um, before. So this is, they've now released um, uh, their new Nest Cam wireless camera. Yep. Um, so their, their features are borrowing... Very heavily from Dropcam, yeah. Um, but um, they're saying that this has a much higher uh, pixel resolution, yeah. picture resolution, and um, there's also night vision enabled. Um, it's in, a security. Well. This yeah. is a security Definitely play, right? Security Versus Dropcam. I don't know if it's cam streaming or whatever. It was. This is a <laughs> full-on security play, Definitely. Definitely. which makes sense, right? Like if they're uh, you think thermostat, maybe not security, but there are other ones. They're, they're carbon monoxide detector and the smoke detector, mm-hmm. full-on home security type stuff. Yeah, and exactly. The, the, the next one that they uh, launched is their next generation smoke detector oh, nice. as well, called Nest Nest Protect. And um, what they've also launched is Nest Safety Rewards. Huh. Um, and what they're doing here is that they're allowing insurance companies to reward customers um, for having Nest oh, Protect. Oh, that's awesome. So... It's kind of a, the the new smart um, smoke detector um, yeah. where you can kind of operate it through your phone, through your computer, things it's like that. Funny, like I didn't. I'm a little bit resistant to getting the smoke detector. Like I, I like a traditional one. No, I have a traditional one. I'm I'm a little bit resistant to getting the Nest one. Oh, I really? Don't why? know why. I don't know. I know they did have problems with it uh, a couple years ago, but that I'm sure that's fixed by now, right? And they sell them in any major reputable. I'm sure it's. More reliable than the you know battery operated one I have. I don't know, yeah. but like I'm sitting here thinking about it. I was like, ah, I'll get the camera. I don't know about this. I, I should, but um, but yeah, that's it's a really cool thing. I love I love the device. And as we start to move towards internet things, it's great. That's on there. It'd be cool if they can create some way insurance companies it, just to tap in there to know that you exactly. have it. Gosh, that's awesome. Exactly. Cool. Uh, interesting story this week: an internal Facebook memo um passing around saying that facebook is going to add video to your link ads so um link ads being you know the primary way uh you can drive traffic to a website on facebook rather than you know getting likes for your page getting engagement getting a video view uh they they are getting something over there that can drive it directly to there previously it was just a thumbnail that shows up in there thumbnails are great so but now that thumbnail is going to be a video yes or hopefully an animated gif type <laughs> no but yes it will definitely be you can now have that option to put the video on there so you think about this this would be something 
um, that you would just need to display. Sometimes you read something and you're like, what the heck this is, you know, right. forget it or whatever. But if you could have that video, we know how successful videos have been yep. recently on Facebook to kind of autoplay on there. You can get it to drive right away. So it's a super cool way. So if you have the type of product, the type of service that just makes sense when somebody sees the video, maybe even it's like the, the Nest drop cam, you see a video of it, it makes a lot more sense or, right. or the thermostat in action. Uh, how it works. This could be a great, great way to do it. So impact to you is something that you uh, have that requires a video. Start testing these ads relative to regular link ads. It could be that video is the missing piece that's uh, preventing people from driving traffic. Over. And right now it's only available in ads. Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. Not in a traditional. Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So yeah, the, the next kind of uh, Facebook uh, news that came out, um, they launched a new app called Moments. Hmm. And um, Moments is a is a photo app, and what they've done is they're using their face recognition technology. Um, and it what it's doing is that it if you have the app on your phone, it's going to go through your camera roll, yeah. and it's going to use their face recognition technology, and it's basically going to um, figure out all the friends that you have within Facebook that are kind of stored on your camera roll. All right. So if I have, (laughs) so it's a little (laughs) bit, it's a little creepy um, from, from the facial recognition thing. Um, But what it's going to do then do is it's going to tag all your friends that you may not have shared any of these photos with. Hmm. Um, And it'll tag those people. And then it will create a moments folder um, of you or your friends in all of these different moments that you've had. If say, for example, I have, um, a photo of you um, that I never shared with yeah. you, um, and and I used Moments to tag you in this app. Um, if you ha- also have the app, you'll automatically see those moments. Oh, cool! So it'll sync um, right over. It'll sync oh, right cool. over. If you don't have the app, then you'll get a, a notification in Messenger saying, "Hey, that I've tagged you. Go download Moments, um, and then you can see, um, you know, all the photos that we have cool. of each other." Nice. Um, so I, I think it's a it's an interesting problem that they're trying to solve. Yeah. How do you organize and categorize all of these photos that we have? And yeah. photo uses, you know, probably in the last two to three years, has there's probably been more photos taken in the last two to three years than like the entire history of mankind before yeah. that. My lovely wife can't <laughs> even take any more photos on her oh, own. She just same with mine. She just <laughs> like, she has mine. to go back and delete the ones that are on there. So you know. This is finally kind of one of the more useful apps of what, do, how do we organize our photos? And the, I think the other thing that Facebook has is they already know who your friends are. Yeah. Right. So the, the process of kind of sharing photos between a micro group of friends, yeah. I think it obviously makes sense to do it within Facebook, yeah. um, versus, you know, downloading another app and then they ask you, who are your friends? Right. You don't know who your friends are. So Facebook kind of already knows. I would want to do this for, photos of my kids to give to my mom and dad yeah like they i mean my mom and dad could click on baby photos all day long right like <laughs> so if i could go through there get all those tags out of there and be able to just boom zip here's every single photo i've ever taken of my kid mm-hmm. oh my gosh it would make my mom so ridiculously happy <laughs> like that oh, that's that's such a cool thing uh an interesting project coming out of google um, they're calling this Google's latest moonshot, uh, with other moonshots being Google Glass, uh, Project Loon, driverless uh, car. Driverless car. Uh, this is a new one coming out of there. They launched a, a new independent company uh, that they are calling Sidewalk Inc. Sidewalk Inc. 
And so they are, uh, the person that they are, that is running this is named Dan Doctoroff, uh, was the former CEO of Bloomberg LP and the deputy mayor of economic development for the city of New York. So just sounds smart. Doctoroff. Right? Yeah. 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 Like a cool last name. <laughs> Dr. Doctoroff. I wonder if he's a doctor. Um, but it, it was, he is going to be running this. Um, Sidewalk Labs, they're calling it an urban innovation company that will develop technology at the intersection of the physical and digital worlds with a focus on improving city life for residents, businesses, and governments. So what was cool is that they announced this on uh, Google+, and I, I think uh, Larry was the one, uh, Larry Page was the one that announced it. And um, it, it starts off by saying, you know, if you're reading this, you're probably reading this in a city or an urban environment. And he talks about all the things that technology could fix. It could, you know, anything from water distribution to, uh, you know, traffic to, to sidewalks that go on there. So he has this really great, um, vision uh, uh, for this and, and what will go out. So it's going to be interesting to see because they are launching this as its own business. So it needs to monetize in, in some sort of way. Uh, here's I pulled up the ones that Larry says. So more affordable housing, better public transport, less pollution, more parks and green spaces, safer biking packs, a shorter commute. Uh, the list goes on. So Did they mentioned like how they would do it, all any of this stuff. Um, Sounds pretty ambitious, but I mean, usually their yeah. their their moonshots are ambitious. Yeah, they I, I, they haven't mentioned anything like that. So they're announcing just on the the creation. I'm guessing that this press announcement was for for talent reasons to to try and get people over uh, and over excited to it. Um, he did say it was a relatively modest investment, though I don't know. Hmm. Exactly what those words mean for the modest cons- for Google, maybe like <laughs> a couple of hundred million. Yeah, dollars. right. Yeah, yeah. So relatively modest investment, um, and he also noted that it was very different from Google's core businesses. Um, it's just one of the things that he believes in that, that can get this huge, huge return. So I mean, who doesn't want a better and more efficient city? Yeah. Right? Well, we'll keep our eye on it. Kind of. Uh, let's see. Let's see if the. Uh, Elon Musk's Hyperloop or yeah. or uh, sidewalking makes a bigger yeah. difference in the yeah. world yeah. <laughs> sooner. <laughs> I love that they can. I love that you know if this is the, the new corporate social responsibility, like how could you make a difference while doing it with a company so mm-hmm. that you can make a profitable difference for everybody versus mm-hmm. uh, uh, just a donation? So super excited for this news uh, coming out of Google. So exciting things going on at Facebook. Exciting things going on at Google. Exciting things going on at Twitter. <laughs> Maybe from a different perspective. Oh, what happened? <laughs> um, their CEO, Dick Costello, um, he resigned mm. from Twitter um, last week. Um, and I, I think the move uh, was kind of widely expected for yeah. the last couple of quarters, given how their their earnings have been uh, a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, they now have... Um, former founder Jack Dorsey, yes. kind of as the interim CEO, he the man is, who was pushed out a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's kind of come full circle. Yeah. Um, he has basically said, interesting thing. Since Jack has left um, Twitter, he's he's founded Square, um, an extremely po- profitable and successful company. Yep. So um, it'll be interesting. He has said that he doesn't want to be the CEO yeah. or that he's not interested in it. Yeah. Um, now is that absolutely certain i mean they're having a a search firm look at the company um and looking at candidates so it'll be interesting to see you know what route they're going to go down because they're obviously kind of at a pivotal point here in in their in their company yeah it's it's still a great company it's still where i go all the time just needs a couple tweaks i think yeah i think maybe i mean maybe it's just the realization that twitter is not going to become facebook yeah and it's never going to be as big 
Um, but it's still extremely profitable. It's yep. still a very uh, successful company. It's just yep. not at the scale of, of Facebook. It's a different think, information network. Like, I think people are maybe a little bit disappointed at, um, from from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what did you see from from E3 this week? Oh, E3. I, I am a video gamer. I love I love me all sorts of video games, and E3 is one of the biggest uh, releases this year. So tons of stuff. Uh, we could talk. Did you see Mario Maker? No. Mario Maker. Um, it allows you. They they put the engine for that powers uh, the Nintendo Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, and I believe N64 Mario. Okay. And you can now make custom Mario maps. No way. And I, yeah, and they're distributing it. I, I'm going to get the story right here. I don't have um I have the thing in, in the notes, but you are now allowed to make custom maps. And I believe fr- from what I heard is that they are yeah, it's on Wii U, Super Mario Maker. And you can now, it's really cool, like the, the images that they show you're going to use, you know how the Wii U has that big tablet-like device? Mm-hmm. I think you can use a stylus on top of that from some of the oh, pictures I was cool. seeing to like design your own Mario levels that oh, go on gosh. there. So um, if you ever wanted to do it, so they're, they're saying, you know, people are going to, it's really cool because you give the power uh, to the people and then they're going to make it almost like a like an eSport, like a competitive sport for oh, wow. like yeah so the best maps can kind of get on to go there so this is coming out on wii u that was cool uh but that is not what i think is interesting you're going to change technology the the cool thing that was on there and you've been a fan of this is the microsoft hololens yeah. so the hololens is a virtual reality device sits on one's head and the stuff that that you were showing us amit um was amazing some of the demos they had it really felt like these things were solid and right in front of your exactly. face, right? So, yeah. what, what, how, how, what were some of the examples you shared? Of yeah, how it could be one used? of them was like they were able to build a um, a drone, yeah. from like a three D printer. So they were kind of like assembling it right from um, with just their hands, just like their hands, real part, exactly. Yeah. And then there was like another one um, where the, there was like a man in in his apartment, and he was like bringing up the weather, and yeah. he was bringing up. TV and photos yeah. just like right in front of them. Yeah. There was no yeah. screen or anything. Yeah. And then they also have like a big thing in gaming as well. With, yeah. Um, they had, they it kind of made sense with their partnership and their, their acquisition of, of Minecraft. Yep. Um, yep. So they're making a big gaming play as yep. well. Which is crazy. Like um, if you've ever seen, you know, hung out with a, a, a bunch of kids, they love Minecraft. My son is just kind of getting to that age okay. where it's in there and you see kids, you know, like, at, at schools and parks, they're wearing all this Minecraft gear. And really? It, that's, it's so cool because it's such like a creative, fun, you know, amazing game, even though it's so basic that goes on there. But yeah, they brought that property for, for a lot of money and they used the HoloLens to kind of the, – the demos that they had up there were ridiculous. It Like you put the whole thing on like a 3D table. So it was very much – you know, imagine you're wearing this and your little Minecraft world that you built. Mm-hmm. actually became real like yeah. Legos. So not only could you experience the Legos, you could see the Legos and, <laughs> and get in there and stuff as well, too. Or just play with Legos. Right, right. Well, you know, <laughs> everything works together. <laughs> <clears throat> so the um, they started demoing it to reporters. Uh, the one reporter I saw that had uh, started to play with it said it's a very narrow field of view. So hmm. meaning like you can see, imagine like uh, you're looking through like a telescope. To- yeah, or a toilet paper roll, right? Like you're, you're kind of look So it... You don't get like that full, like we have that, whatever, 140 degree angle that we kind of have when we look around in Mm -hmm. space that kind of comes on there. But they did say that a lot of the other challenges with it were kind of solved. So they got the weight right. So it's kind of like, okay, Microsoft, you got one thing to solve. You got to solve this field of view thing for pure, pure virtual reality uh, to happen. But I thought it was so awesome. Yeah. Maybe, you know, who knows in generation two, generation three, they may may actually solve it. Um, Yeah. Look. 
extremely promising. So yeah. hopefully they're they're going to tackle that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and then the last thing, um, going back to uh, the Facebook um, edge rank formula and how they determine what shows up in the newsfeed, um, there was a, a post um, from The Verge, um, and they have determined that the, the newsfeed algorithm has changed slightly. Um, and now they are basing what shows up in, in the newsfeed based on how much time your friends and your family are looking at that piece of content. Nah. So um, the, the company is going to start measuring how long you look at posts, photos, comments in your feed. So how can they tell? Like they can tell where you they stop? They can tell this... kind of where you stop right. within the newsfeed. Yeah. So what they're saying is that there's a lot of content that you may look at yeah. um, that doesn't actually require a click or yeah. a like or, okay. um, or a share. Um, and if you're interested in that update, I mean, it could be just very well a photo, yeah. an eye-grabbing photo that captures your, your attention. But, you know, you look at it for five to ten seconds, which is probably much longer than if you were just endlessly scrolling yep. um, within the newsfeed. But you don't, you know, click like on it. Yep. You know, that still has some data yep. um, and still valuable, um, especially to some marketers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just looking at how companies can use this. Yeah. How are um, you going to use, how are you going to hijack this? How, what are you <laughs> going to tactically do to the posts we make for people to get them to stare at it longer, to get them yeah. to consume it longer? I mean, one thing that we've done is kind of have some more games, yeah. um, games within, within images. So we do a lot of like, find, you know, find, yep. the, find the product within yep, this yep. image. Um, you know, we've tested out some magic eye yeah, photos as yeah. well. So, yeah. you know, that works. Um, uh, you know, wh- what do you think? I, it, anything. I always love watching somebody log on to Facebook and watch what they do with their, their hands. So next time you have a chance to creepily stand behind somebody and watch them log on to Facebook, their hands will right away go to their, their trackpad, to their mouse wheel. They're on a phone scrolling, and they're just like whipping it up, looking for something that catches there. And then you see them stop sometime. So what are those photos? What are mm-hmm. those images that get you to stop? How can you be disruptive, for lack of a better word, in that feed that just gets you to pause and say, hey, I want to pay attention to this for like right. 20 seconds. And it's not words, man. It's not <laughs> words. It's going to be images and just catchy Video, and catchy. Yeah. It's going to be like me. Or, and if it is words, it's going to be bold impact font meme yeah. style over a thing to stop. But you, you just got to stop people with it, with images. So that wraps it up for episode eight of As Seen on Internet. A couple announcements. Uh, I'm going to start a Facebook page for the show. Uh, so that will, of course, update you whenever new shows are posted. And then throughout the week, I thought it would be more fun if the, we just shared the stories uh, as we went on throughout the week. So um, you'll find it on, I haven't created it yet, but I will uh, instantly, uh, immediately following the show. It's going to be as seen on internet. Look for our friendly logo that goes on there. And you can not only get informed when new show episodes go out, uh, but also uh, as stories that go on there. As always, uh, could you could you do us a solid and go on to iTunes and please give us a five-star uh, and a review? It really helps admit out. It really helps me out. And it helps us get more people listening and building the community around this show. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, would love to hear them. Uh, you can comment on our show's page or send me an email. Ben.Foster at Ketchum.com. I'll be happy to answer them for you. For now, this is Ben Foster signing off. With me as always is... Amit Wadera. 
Have a great one, everybody.